just this ungodly smell. Horrible. I started thinking, well, Sasquatch will throw rocks at you if you're in their way or something. We just heard this blood-curdling woman's-like scream. I went from mad, like, fighting, I'm going to fight this person, to the most dreadful fear I can't even explain. I would have done anything to not be here, to just leave. Hey guys. Hey. Hey man. Good How you to doing, see Brian? you. Good to see you. Hi, right, good to see you too. Thanks nice for coming out. Oh, definitely. I'm so happy. We'll go in there. We'll have a sit down first and we'll uh, have you guys give your stories and then we'll head out to the location. How's great. That sounds great. Good day for it. Okay, awesome. Okay, we're here at the Brentwood with Eric and Fritz sitting down with them over coffee. They have some amazing stories to tell. And then a little bit later, we will go to those locations and Eric and Fritz will kind of give us the layout of what happened. So uh, thanks guys so much for being with us here at Bigfoots of Michigan. Great, thanks for inviting us. Definitely. Get the word out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We need to, uh, especially in this era, um, it, it seems like there's more and more encounters that people are having, whether it's eyes on or just encounters kind of like you had, Fritz, yeah. you know, where you know there's something there. You're not sure what it is, but you're interacting with it. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So uh, why don't we start with you? Let's, okay. Why don't you kind of give us an account of what exactly happened? It was uh, late in the evening, probably a little bit after sunset. And uh, I heard something out. It was fall and the windows were open. I heard something out in the woods, some, you know, something bigger. Okay. And I thought, no, there's probably a deer out outside. And, okay, maybe a buck or something. Yeah, maybe a buck. And I went outside and I sat down on the porch for a while. And after sitting on the porch for a few minutes, all of a sudden, I got this really, really intense smell of. It's just hard to describe. I mean, it was like sulfur and scat and everything mixed. It was just disgusting. And something in the woods started not really barking, but like woofing at me. Or so I, I don't know exactly how to describe it. Like a hoof, yeah. Yeah, like a hoof kind yeah. of thing. And I kind of stood up and looked around and waited a second and it did it again. And, you know, the smell was just in, so intense. And with this noise out there, I, I couldn't figure out what it was. And I'm running through my brain going, well, what could this possibly be? And right. couldn't come up with an answer. So uh, I was going to be intimidated on my porch by whatever it was. I figured <laughs> it's probably a, a, a buck. I'm going to scare it off. And uh -huh. so I started huffing back at it, making the same noise or as close as I could to it. Uh, then it did it again in a much more aggressive kind of sort of uh, noise. And I did it a couple more times, and I did it a couple more times. And this happened over a period of about four or five minutes. And finally, I just I said, well, whatever it is, I, I, said, I yelled out at it. I'm not afraid of you, whatever you are, you know. And then my other thought was maybe it's somebody in the neighborhood playing games okay. or, or something like that. But the smell was the thing that was just set it completely apart from something like that. Okay. 
because it was, I mean, it was like nose burning, kind of disgusting. Okay. You know, it, it, it was just not pleasant at all. And uh, finally I said, you know what, whatever's out there is out there. I'm going back in and I went inside the house, closed the door. And that was the, the first encounter we had. How many times did you guys kind of exchange hoofs? Oh, I'd say probably six to ten, something like okay, that. Okay, so it was really a back and whatever, forth. Whatever it was, was definitely trying to tell me you don't belong here. Wow. Because uh, it was like an aggressive <clears throat> kind of noise. And I, Did you know was, if there was any kind of history at the house or anything? Like your previous owner? Uh, the previous owner had said something about things being out in the woods. Okay. And I just kind of played it off all oh, yeah, right, whatever, you know. It's somebody playing games, you know, here you got this place in the middle of nowhere. Now we're going to see uh, how we could scare the guy before he, you know, moves right, in. Right, right. Did I thought you said before that something mm -hmm. to do with chickens or there was a, a chicken pile maybe? Oh, you know what it owner? was? Yeah, what it was is the previous owner used to do a lot of hunting. Okay. And him and his friends used to butcher the... Uh, um, the deer and then they would take the the deer carcasses after they were done you know processing it and put it out in the woods and let the coyotes and all that oh, and we used added. to have all kinds of uh, turkey buzzards and that coming in all okay. the time because of that and so it was normal to just see them around and that and then you get the animals like that and I kind of wondered if it was something like that you know maybe some of them still looking around for Right, it was kind of like a known feeding spot. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Everything and anything would come in, you know, to, you know, carnivore kind of sort of stuff. Would so if it, if it was a Sasquatch, that could have been something longstanding where it was used to coming to that house and, and yeah. having some kind of food source. Yeah, you know, one of the things people should understand, too, is where the location is. There's three miles of absolutely nothing on one side. And a couple of miles back on the other side, and we're talking way in the woods. Okay, and and are you near the Cass River at all? Because I've oh, been doing an four or five minute walk. Wow, see, I've been doing an extensive study on the Cass River for about a year now, mm -hmm. and it you know it's like connecting the dots. There have been eyewitness accounts just all around, you know, kind of encompassing the Cass River. So uh, to me, this makes sense what you're saying. Yeah, it's creepy stuff. <laughs> cool. I could say is it's creepy. Yeah, I, sure. I, I still can't wrap my head around whatever it was that was out there. Okay, yeah, but that's interesting. Uh, how many times you went back and forth? Yeah. So there was kind of a standoff there. Oh yeah, most definitely. Whatever it was, did not want me there on that porch. Yeah. It was making noises that were aggressive. Oh. And uh, I think it was a day or two later. Um, I think it was a day or two later. We ended up having noises around the house. Oh, really? Uh, out in the woods, we heard uh, a bunch of noises and rustling, and then, and then there were some noises. Uh, I won't say the huffing, but something similar. Okay. Around the house. See, it's interesting to me because I, I think, in the way of okay, there was a previous owner here mm -hmm. who kind of had a food supply for the wildlife around. So if these, let's say, Sasquatch or Bigfoot would come in and have a steady food source. And then you're the new guy in town, and it's not the food source is the not there anymore. Stopped, yeah. yeah, and they're a little <laughs> bit agitated, so they're kind of still, 
you know, checking out the property around to see if they could find something. And yeah, yeah. It so. could very well be, yeah. Okay. I still don't know what it was. I never saw whatever it was. It was definitely close. Okay. But it, it was, you know. Just outside of the light. It was outside of the light and it was, I mean, there's trees and, and brush and scrub and that and it obscured the vi vision into the woods far enough to see. Okay, good stuff. Good stuff. Okay, so, and then you've had another encounter. Oh, what was the other one? Uh, you might want to remind me which one that was. The looping thing? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was around the property. That was, yeah, that was, that was the, the, the night that uh, was a couple of days after that. Okay. And they were, there was, I still can't identify what it was, but it was, there was more than one, I think, because it seemed like it was coming from behind the house and on the side of the house. And there was just like this weird woof kind of, you know, I, I don't know how to describe it. Okay. It's just weird. Never and, heard anything like it before. And that makes sense to me as well, because um, from the Port Huron State Game Area up to the Minden City Swamp, down to Cairo, I have coined it, you know, kind of the Sasquatch Triangle, mm -hmm. because we have found various sizes and shapes of footprints. Mm -hmm. You know, I have mm -hmm. found all the way up to an 18, between 18 and 20 inch, which could belong to a male. And then we have found something smaller in the Port Huron State game area. That is also where I found the baby squatch footprint, which was, you know, I've got a picture of a beautiful print. And then we found one or two in between. So in that location, we feel like there could be a mother and a baby and then possibly one or two adolescents. And so I've been kind of searching for the big male. Where's mm -hmm. the big male at? Mm. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the other things is, and this is something that Eric and I had been talking about, is we went walking in the woods not too long after that, and we had found a tree, and it looked like a, a, a buck had been scratching on it, but it was way too high. It would have been like above where a moose would have been scratching. Okay. Yeah. And we both it's, looked at that and yeah, tried to... On top pick. of kind of a dirt pile yeah. that it grew out of, if I recall. Mm -hmm. So it's like three feet up just from the dirt, uh -huh. it's next to a trail, and then it's not a whole tree, it's a trunk. Yeah. And it's got a rotted trunk. Okay. And it goes up, well at the time, that must have been 15 years ago or more. Yeah. Uh, well, it was at least 10 foot above the trail. Okay. Yeah. The so it's a good ways up. That, yeah. And I looked at that and I said, you know, we very rarely get any bear down here, if ever, but even a black bear couldn't reach that high. I lived in the UP for a couple of years. Okay. I used to go feed the bears. Okay. I went down to the, their equivalent of a Dairy Queen, uh -huh. and uh, I, I would visit Scar, he had a cut on his eye, and I'd get as close to him as I am to you, okay. and, and feed him. <laughs> and the kitchen wow. would toss him food. Wow. So, you know, I'm not afraid of bears, because I think they're tame like an idiot. Uh, and I know, he was a pretty big bear, and he couldn't have reached the top of that stump. Okay. Me scratched it all okay, up. Okay, so that far up. And a buck couldn't do that. Right. Yeah. So we just finished um, an episode with Chippewa Indian uh, from the Bear Clan, Aaron Spencer. Mm -hmm. And he's had he had one really significant face-to-face -face, uh, encounter. And uh, that's in the episode we just finished up in. So I can't wait to share that. So, so you've got that in mm -hmm. this same general area. And then uh, three weeks ago, guy by the name of Mike Bale had a sighting. Him and his wife were sitting in the car 
And there it is, a nine to 10 footer. And uh, I went back out and measured the branch. He said there was a certain branch that kind of covered its face. That was eight feet, four inches. So if that, that would have meant there was another few inches above. If right. that branch was right at its face, there was another few inches, you know, up to the- uh, You got a tall pointy head, so exactly. could have been a foot more. Exactly, and I also found a log that had been stepped on and crushed by what looked like a footprint. Hmm. So I've got those pictures, I went back out and measured it and stuff like that. So uh, yeah, yeah, we've got a lot of good stuff in this area. And now, you know, I'm kind of past like, oh wow, cool, we've got stuff in this area. I wanna know why. Why yeah. this now area? Now you're trying to put it together. Exactly. Find out what's really going on. Exactly. Yeah. So, all right, uh, man, thanks so much, Fritz, for uh, your encounters and letting us know what happened. And in a little bit, we're going to head out to that location, and you're going to kind of show us what happened, okay? I've got a story that also relates to his place. Okay, cool. So this was uh, the winter of 2006. Okay. I, I remember because I had a carpal tunnel surgery. Okay. And, and that's why I was staying at his place. Mm -hmm. uh, he was down in Chicago taking care of some family business or something. So just me and my wife staying at his place, keeping an eye on the place. And I had my right hand all bandaged up. Okay. So they, and uh, we started smelling something. And, and my wife said, what the hell is that smell? I'm, my nose doesn't usually work really good. So something's got to be pretty strong for me to notice. Okay. And, and, and I'm like, yeah, that's got to be a skunk or something. I, I better go check. Now, this would have been February or March towards the end of winter. Mm -hmm. There's only a little bit of snow, maybe an inch. That's kind of wet and yucky out there. It's foggy. Okay. It's, I'm guessing, 8 or 9 o'clock, no later than that. Okay. Total blackness out there. He does have some lights on his property, so you can see the property itself. Mm -hmm. Um. But anyways, I, I go through the little entrance area and I open the door and I just get hit with this wall of stink. And now up river, up the Cass River, another mile and a half, two, at least two miles, there's a beet factory. And it's kind of infamous. Local people call it, mm, that's the smell of money, but it stinks, <laughs> okay? It right. stinks like rotten beets. Right. And when it's a cold, damp air, we get a lot of wind here, we have wind farms, but when the air is still and it's cold and damp like this foggy night, uh, the stink from the factory will kind of crawl along the ground and spread all over, you know, everywhere. So in my mind, I'm going, no, this has to be the beet factory. Nothing else can put out a stink like that sure. strong in this air environment. Right. But my nose is saying, no, but it smells like a skunk. But it doesn't smell like a skunk only. It smells like like rotten eggs, like sulfur. Okay. And then, so I'm standing there in this doorway, concentrating on my nose, taking a deep breath, going, what is that stink? It's, 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 it's skunk, it's rotten eggs, it's not the beet factory, because it's got a different type of smell. And it's also a slightly sweet turd smell. <laughs> Have you ever smelled like a turd stink, but there's a slight sweetness to the background? <laughs> of it? I know that sounds horribly Can't disgusting. <laughs> well, I was trying really hard to put a, put words to these smells. And like I said, my nose doesn't usually work all that great, so I kind of ignore smells most of my life. <laughs> right. And But I'm like, 
Oh, no, it has to be the factory. It has to be the factory. I couldn't make my nose obey my brain and say, okay. yes, it's just the factory. At that point, I just kind of felt like, like I say, you feel the old willies coming over. You're like, sure. oh, crap, then what is it? <laughs> right. And I remembered uh, my buddy Fritz talking about shortly after he moved in, all this whooping stuff going on around the house mm -hmm. and this huffing thing he did. I'm like, oh, my God. I, mean, I don't think much about Sasquatches, but that's kind of what they say they smell like. I, mm -hmm. I knew they used to be called the Michigan Skunk Ape. I'm like, well, if that's what this is, that's a really good name for it. And, <laughs> yeah, and what's crazy about that, so, so Fritz smelled it. Oh, yeah. You smelled it. I don't think I ever mentioned when we found the baby squatch footprint, uh -huh. uh, two members of my crew smelled the sulfur smell mm. in that exact location where, where Jim Ingram from the first episode was chased out of there. Then uh -huh. I went back and got the footprint of the baby squatch and then that's when we smelled it. So Yeah, and it's a distinctive smell. Oh, yeah, Hard to describe, but it it's 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 not it's not There's that darn factory. Nothing you can now, I got so freaked out and, and I started thinking, here I am my right hand is all bandaged up and swollen up. <laughs> he just had surgery a few days before. Fritz ain't here. I know he's got a gun in the house somewhere. <laughs> and I can't take on a squatch. And if it's this close to smell it, maybe it's back. Right. Maybe it's mad again. I don't know. So I, I rummaged around in his room into his closet. And sure enough, I found a rifle. Okay. And I check it. And I'm like, holding it, cradling it in my right arm. I'm right-handed. And I'm checking out. Oh, it's loaded. <laughs> okay. Fritz believes in security. Fine. Okay. I know a few things about guns. And I go back to that door and I've talked to my wife about it a little bit and she's getting nervous. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to step out on the porch. If it's, you know, if it's sentient like we are, it's going to go, oh, scary man with a gun. I better go away. Oh, for sure. So I start talking at it, even halfway shouting at it. I don't want to provoke it too much, but I'm like right. being stern but not aggressive. And I'm showing this gun. And the stink doesn't go away. And this all goes on for like a half hour. Okay. This goes on, it might have been 45 minutes. But finally, my nerves are just getting so riled up. I'm like, well, I know out that direction where the smell seems to be coming from is nothing but three miles of swamp. Okay. And, and there's a giant pond out there. And at this time of year, there's not going to be hunters out there, not after dark line. Right. And there's a road over that way. And Fritz has like a dog kennel over there and some stuff. So I'm like, I'm probably safe to fire a shot that way. Right. No neighbors. Cops won't know, I hope. The only aggressive behavior is I've got an account from Mayville. Mm -hmm. And uh, two gentlemen were driving, I think it was close to dark, driving down a dirt road in Mayville. And they saw what they thought were just two people at first walking, you know, in front of them. Their yeah. backs were to the car right. and they were walking in front of them. So they slow down and it's too Bigfoot. <laughs> and so they're kind of like... Wait, what are we seeing? Are they right? hitching a ride? Or... Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are we seeing right here? So, They're not going to fit in the back seat. No. Right, right. So it's, it's fully not registering with these guys. So the passenger gets out, opens up the door, and stands up. Um, and then once he did that, then the big, the, the two Sasquatch had stopped, 
and we're looking at the car at this point. Mm -hmm. The male Sasquatch, it was a male and a female, the male Sasquatch started heading towards them. Oh. And so the driver was like, hey man, get back in the car, <laughs> get out we're of out of here. Yeah, and then they turned around a cornfield or something and then sped off. That is the most I've heard in this area. So hopefully mm -hmm. they're more of the peaceful type. Hopefully. Hopefully. So I, I guess my nerves were just getting the better of me. And, and I thought, well, this, if anything, the smell's stronger. Now, maybe it's just in my mind that it seems stronger. So I, I'm going to have to fire a shot. Right. So I kind of crook it in my arm, and I stand out onto the porch so I can get the rifle in the safe direction. And I go, bang! And then I think, isn't that the direction of his propane tank? <laughs> oh, 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 no. Well, I aimed Obviously high it enough it wouldn't right, right. You're still here. The I was thinking, there. I'll make sure it's about seven foot off the ground as it goes into the woods. Yeah. I didn't want to go too high because it hit who knows how far away the gun could shoot. And, but that was my thought, obviously, was, oh, my God, protein tanks over there. <laughs> but I went back in. I went outside like a half hour later, and the smell was all gone. Okay. So I went, maybe the gunshot showed I was serious and it went away. But, you know, maybe it thought there's yet more new strangers living in the house and they, they wanted to give us a welcome. I yeah, don't know. Yeah, it almost seems like they frequent that area then. Yeah, yeah. say more often than not. Yeah, there's there's a like I said, there's a giant pond out there, and there's kind of a, a half swampy seasonal pond next to that, and then there's a corridor about hundred feet, hundred yards. I'm not sure. Okay. Between that wet stuff, they can't get through easily, and his property. Okay. And then after that, there's several houses and you know Carroll okay. Centers over there and all right. that other stuff. Right. Hey. So. You know what? And then I'm, I'm really excited about this next one yeah. because I don't think I told you. Maybe you saw it in the post on the uh, group page. I went out with Aaron Spencer. We did a night walk mm -hmm. through that park and we had three rocks thrown at us. Oh, yeah. How I know. Which park? Two, two you might have contested and say, well, that could have been this or that. But one, the first initial one, like I was amazing at the, the aim of whatever threw this. I heard it and felt it over my left shoulder <laughs> next to my ear. And, and I, I kind of had a hoodie up over my uh -huh. ball cap. And I wouldn't doubt if it brushed that because I remember kind of looking to my left going, what was that? And then whack, it hits the, hits the tree next mm -hmm. to me. And I believe I've got that on recording. Um, so that happened. And then one happened right after that. And then as we got to the front of the park, you know, that was in the back of the park, the first initial two. Once we were leaving and got to the front of the park, getting to the car, another one was like, mm. wham, almost as if to say, yeah, and stay out. Right. You know, so very intriguing. So, yeah, this next encounter that you had on, on, a, on a park bench. Yeah, it's it kind of lines up with his property. Because across from his property is this public park. And... There's like that, that, that court I was describing between the big pond and swampy, you know, seasonally it's a pond. Mm -hmm. The big pond is there all year round. It makes sense to walk along the edge of his property if you want to get around the big pond and go across the river into the public park. Okay. So anyways, I went to the park. I didn't bring my dog because I was, uh, well, I just gotten my concealed weapon permit. Okay. And I had this little book on how to carry safely illegally. So okay. I, I better read this. And I better read it intently. For sure. So so I go to my favorite little spot to sit. I, I, I'm i a writer, so I like to 
write in my journal all the time everywhere I go. Nice, nice. So this time I didn't bring the journal, but I brought some from to read, and I often sit there. And uh, it's broad daylight. It's it's uh, October, maybe November. Okay. Leaves were down, but there wasn't any snow yet. And uh, it was a bit chilly. And I brought my walking stick. This is the stick right here. <laughs> nice. And you've got some ruins or something? Yeah, I carved, carved ruins in it. I'm, into, I'm a Viking historian, and I got a degree in anthropology. So I've always been interested in Wonderful. Know, cavemen and sure. maybe Sasquatch, I guess. Oh, awesome. so I never really got into it until I started having these weird incidents. Anyway, so I'm, I'm sitting there at the park. I got the stick stuck in the ground. I read in my book, and, and every few minutes... I hear a pine cone fall. Okay. Well, no big deal. I look over my shoulder. There's a bunch of pine trees behind me. It's fall. Acorns are falling. Sure. No big deal. But uh, the if a pine cone falls from a tree, it's going to go bounce, bounce. And the ground's kind of spongy, and the ground has some leaves. It's going to bounce once. Mm -hmm. Hit the ground, bounce once, stop. So I'm ignoring it. I'm, okay. Focusing on this book. I got to learn this stuff. I don't want to break a law by accident. It's important. And I hear stuff falling, not falling, but bouncing four times. Okay. Boom, 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 boom. And finally, it, it bothers me. It's over like 10, 15 minutes. Okay. Like every four or five minutes it's happening. Oh, wow. So finally, I look back and I'm like, that's not stuff falling. Mm -hmm. That's something being thrown, kind of sidearm or something. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, well, it's uh, midweek. Almost no one's in the park. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I like to go to the park when no one's there, right? <laughs> because I can be quiet. I can write in my journal. My dog can run around off his leash, breaking the rules, <laughs> <laughs> and no one will catch us. And. Uh, so another bump, 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 bump happens, and I start, you know, not focusing on the book and listening for the for the sound. And I'm like, that's some dumb kids out there in the park, and they're throwing sticks and stones or something at me. Maybe they like to be in the park when no one else is there. I don't right, know. Right. And then I thought, oh, wait a minute. Aren't we right across from Fritz's house, pretty much? Interesting. This might be where those damn Sasquatch are heading when they walk <laughs> along the side of his property. I could be sitting in the way of a Sasquatch who wants to cross the river. Mm -hmm. That would be really creepy. And I'm like, well, at least now I can carry a gun. <laughs> a 380. If I dump the entire clip into him, Sasquatch will eat me. There is no way this gun is going to do much to an angry Sasquatch. I don't want to shoot any Sasquatch, but I want to get out here in one piece. Yeah. And being kind of a slightly crazy guy who does Viking reenacting stuff, I had the stick next to me, and I'm thinking, well, it's kind of like a spear, isn't it? And if it is just dumb kids... Nothing scarier than a crazy man in the woods. <laughs> so next time I hear something go thump, 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 thump behind me, I jump up, I turn around, and I, I strike this spear-like pose, and I go, whoever the hell you are, just piss off. Go away. If I'm in your way, I'll be moving along in a minute. And nothing, just total silence. 
I go, okay. I sit back down. I lean my stick against the bench. And start reading. And I finished my chapter. And I got the hell out of there. <laughs> <laughs> what is so intriguing about that story is, yeah, we had the rocks thrown at us yeah. as well. But I I'm, I'm, can't wait to get to the location because I also want to see how far it is from another incident that happened. Uh, Aaron Spencer and a friend of his were, were in a rowboat uh, fishing. Mm -hmm. And there was actually um, a guy, I believe, coming with his son. So they were kayaking. And there was some space between, you know, the two boats. Yeah. And something started throwing larger rocks into the river between them. Ooh. So this is this is uh, all the same kind of behavior. It's all saying, get the hell oh, out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Our all spot. right in this same general mm -hmm. location. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I went back there just two weeks ago to, to, to look at the pine trees. And it's, it's, it's kind of a clearing, but there's also these really big trees growing in the clearing. Okay. And then about 40 feet back, it becomes brushy again. Okay. And, and so I figured, well, I'm going to go take a look. Maybe I'm full of crap. There's these giant pine trees that might have huge pine cones. Maybe they bounce a bunch when they hit the ground. Okay. So I, I brought my dog and I brought my gun and I brought my stick. <laughs> and uh, I'm swatting mosquitoes. I walk in there. I look around. I look up. Holy crap, they're not pine trees. They're ferns. Okay. Ferns like swampy areas. Okay. Ferns don't make pine cones. I look at <laughs> right. the ground. No pine cones here. Okay. There's leaves. There's mud. <laughs> there's sticks. So I walk to the kind of edge of this kind of clearing, and I see that at some time, maybe ages past, a big tree fell over. You know how the roots can pull up a bunch of dirt mm -hmm. and then a tree will rot mm -hmm. and it leaves this mound of dirt and, and dead roots and stuff. And a lot of times there'll be stones stuck in the roots. Sure. So I go and look at this. I'm like, man, a good sized squash could easily hide behind this and throw rocks at me or whatever from here. For sure. Or, or kids or I don't know. There's no rocks in the roots now maybe there's no rocks in that soil there mm. or maybe they've all been thrown already <laughs> but it's too big an area for me to go look around and see if there's five stones laying somewhere right but it definitely sticks and there's enough head clearance where you could sidearm a bunch of sticks at the bench okay but i don't think you can arc them up high because it'd catch in all the branches and stuff okay so I don't, i'm not sure a human could throw the sticks at me that close of course, nothing hit me. Nothing got particularly close. Whatever it was, it was fairly politely telling me, hey, I need to cross the river and get the hell out of here. <laughs> right. Move along. Oh, yeah. So I guess we're going to go out there and take Move a look along. today. Yeah, see. yeah. I'm excited. So you guys ready to get on out there? All sure. right. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. All right. This is Bigfoot of Michigan. We will see you in a few minutes at the locations.